Welcome to the Wanderers Abroad podcast. I'm the host, Liz, Wandering with Liz, and I've got the guest, Katie, here. I'm so excited to have her on. She's a you know, friend of mine, a roommate we used to be in Morocco, and it's so exciting to have her on the show. So welcome, Katie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and just really glad that you're making a podcast like this one because um, I think folks need to hear the stories of other folks in the same boat because from our communities from home, we may be the, the odd ones out. So it's nice to feel like we have community when we listen to this. I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I really enjoy, you know, connecting with similar people. And so I'm really excited to share other people's stories just like you. So Katie, um, please introduce yourself a little bit, you know, tell the listeners maybe where you're from or just some brief introductions. Absolutely. So my name is Katie Mitchell. I grew up in the United States. I hold a U.S. passport and I was homeschooled. So I started traveling actually at quite a young age, about 16, um, traveling independently. My family weren't large travelers um, because I was homeschooled. So it was really easy to kind of learn on the go. And I actually was introduced to a concept called world schooling at that point, which believes that students, children, adults as well, learn best from the world around them. So that's language immersion, cultural immersion, you know, really anything. You can learn anything anywhere, and especially the basics. History, hello. Even math, everyone's doing math. You can learn math anywhere. Science, you got it. Um, and so I started doing that my senior year of high school. So that would have been when I was 17 to 18. But I knew that I still wanted to attend university because I am a nerd. So I went back to the United States and completed a bachelor degree in journalism and media communications with a minor in gender studies from Colorado State University. Um, but while there, I could not stay still. So I <laughs> met Liz actually in our study abroad in Morocco where we were roommates and that was so much fun. We were in Meknes, which is near Fez. Um, and then afterward went on to travel through Europe, which was nice. Um, and then lead some trips in New Zealand, which was nice. And then we got hit with this freaking pandemic that everyone's heard about. Mm. Um, but through that, I decided actually to move to Europe. I wanted to wait it out there. Um, and I was in Europe for about two and a half years, two and a half, yeah, two and a half years, and then needed a break. It was just too much German for me. So I went to Mexico and then was in Mexico for a few months and then in the US for the winter. And now I am in Chile. So that's a little woo, roundabout of my travel background. There are many stories, of course, in each of those places, but kind of the overview. Yeah, yeah. It's so great um, because I think, you know, for a lot of people, maybe they feel curious to get out there. And it's just really, I remember when I met you, you know, you're just, you have so much world experiences everywhere. And, you know, it's, to be honest, it's not like, you know, the norm of what's happening around for most people's experiences to be able to experience the world in that way, to be able to live in so many places and, you know, you're just having all of these experiences. Um, yeah. So do you have anything maybe you want to share? Maybe, I don't know, just there's just so much to it, isn't it? But is there anything about like this lifestyle that you would want to share with the podcast? 
Definitely. Well, I think I've, I've tried a lot of versions of living in new places. Yes. I've done internships. So like jobs that have taken me to the place. Um, I've, I actually, when I was in Germany, started a master program there. So I've done school abroad and the same with Morocco. Um, I've worked remotely and just chosen the locations based on time zone and food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and food, always food. Um, so I think within that, the larger theme is that that I've really been pondering lately, and I actually talked with Liz before this about, is as our seasons in life move forward and cycle what we need changes and while our interest in travel may remain the same the way that we approach it is different right it needs to evolve with us um and that's something that I find myself fighting a lot um and I know a lot of other people who do as well because especially right now especially since the beginning of COVID um there's been a huge movement of digital nomads right? Of people living this dream. We've seen these reels where life is just a fantasy and you work for two hours from a swing on the beach and, and it's a dream and I love it. And I've been there and you know, it's great. Um, But also there are so many other things to keep into consideration for a lot of people that I know that's not sustainable for a very long time. You know, Mm -hmm. there are other elements that play into it and when I look at my own life, I'm realizing, okay, that's that's not sustainable for me anymore. What does the next step look like? Um, and I've gone through this before as well, where when I was a university student, I was like, oh, I have all the freedom in the world. All I have to do is have enough Wi-Fi to send off my assignment. You know, okay, that's fine. Um, but afterward, I was very stressed. Of, oh, wow, I need money. <laughs> like, you need money <laughs> to like live on your own. Okay, when it's university isn't giving you assigned housing okay because you're already paying tuition how do I do this um and so the places I went changed based on that um the activities I was partaking in changed because of that um I'm sure you've had these experiences as well as I'm I'm preaching to the choir here yeah Uh, it's relatable for me for sure mm -hmm. so um yeah, I think that's the larger thing is I've I've really enjoyed digital nomading verb. But I think it I'm I'm shifting right now. Oh. I don't know what it looks like yet, but it has led me to be quite reflective on all the phases that have come before. Um I mean, I've been known to sleep anywhere from hammocks to five-star hotels mansions to huts you know like I yeah and it's a blast I recently slept in the the cabin of a boat in a marina you know <laughs> oh <laughs> um and and just like worked from there and it was fine and it was great um but I don't know I yeah so that's kind of where I'm mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, that's where, where you're at at this moment that's where so, I'm at in this what I'm curious about then with this, Katie, since you've been, you know, dabbling as digital no matter, world traveler, and just, you know, all those, all those things. And you said you feel as if maybe you're shifting a bit, you know. So what do you mean by that? Like, do you mean you want to change 
um, maybe your pace of life. Is that what you're talking about? Or maybe just locations or what do you mean by that? Yeah, great question. So I'll start with a little bit of uh, backstory here just to give some context. Um, I've been working remotely full time for a company based in the US. So I've always needed to have overlap in my hours just so that I can be on call because a lot of it is client facing. So I'm chatting a lot. When I was in Europe, that meant I was up until sometimes midnight talking to people. I tried to cap it at 10, but you know, it, it's hard to have a community when your evenings are constantly full. So that's yeah. why I moved. Um, and yet I still wanted to be go, go, go. Like if I'm in this place, I wanna see everywhere around. So I was trying to travel full time and work full time. And let me tell you, those do not go well together. <laughs> those do not go well together. So this shift that I am anticipating in the middle of, you know, that's the waters are churning around me, um, is looking like having a home base. I'm I'm done living out of the backpack. I've I love my backpack. She's my best friend. I'm looking at her right now, but we need a small break. She needs a little closet space, you know, like uh um, I, I want to be able to go on adventures <laughs> that maybe like the gear doesn't fit in the backpack along with all the other gear for different climates. Sue me. So it's looking like finding a home base and building a community there. I've found that I've, I'm ready to start investing in a community and then using that as a jumping off point for maybe larger adventures because I've had a, a really great run with kind of the backpacking life and, and had a blast with it. And it's not done, but it's done in this capacity, I can tell. So there are some much larger adventures for me that I'm I'm really looking forward to um, and want to plan, but they just, they take a little bit of planning. I'm very okay. interested in Socotra Island, like off of Yemen, right? But to get there, it is oh. a journey and a half. And it is not a cheap one, of course. So. When I look at things like that, I realize, okay, I need to structure my life in a different way to be able to make that happen. Those are not things that for me, I know I can do while in constant movement. I've realized I'm just not my best version of myself. Um, when I'm in constant movement, I kind of oh. do need a place to sit. Um, and I and that's changed is the big yeah. thing. And it's it's taken me a while to recognize it. But when I was younger, younger I'm in my mid-20s and I'm not, I'm not that old. <laughs> me too right um <laughs> but <laughs> like what um but when I was younger when I was a teenager when I was in my young 20s um I could go 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 oh my gosh I thrived on it but now I can tell okay I just need a little quiet and peace and with that um I actually felt a lot of shame at first and I don't know if you can relate to this but a lot of um people from the US that I know that have chosen lifestyles similar to ours yeah, are pretty anti-US or anti-returning. Like that feels like defeat. And I can tell that right now, I think I'll probably end up back in the US, not an area I grew up in, but for a while I could see myself there just building community um, for many reasons, but that's just what it's looking like right now. And I've had to really do some work on that and dive in on where is this shame and this guilt coming from? How mm. much of my identity did I put on not living there? Is that healthy? And 
I would be lying if I said I'd gotten rid of all of it. And I think I won't un- until I try. Yeah. You know, sometimes I mean, you just got to do the thing. Yeah. Actually, I really am glad that you felt comfortable to talk about this on the podcast because, you know, when people are full-time traveling, nomads, maybe even away from home for a long time. I mean, honestly, sometimes, I mean, there are different reasons, right? When people decide to do what they do, there's so many factors, but sometimes returning, you know, maybe to your home country, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. If it's, you know, what you feel is right for yourself, you know, it's just, but I will say, uh, Katie, it does surprise me. (laughs) I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I remember when I met you, you've been so many places, you had your backpack, and it was so inspiring to me. I mean, um, so yeah, actually, this was a surprise for me that you, <laughs> <laughs> you are just like talking about that you want to slow down a bit and stuff. Yeah, just a surprise yeah. for me. Yeah, that's the reaction I'm getting from most folks. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's not to say adventure stops, you know, I'm, I'm working no. right now on a lot of travel adventure projects, which is really fun. But I've realized I haven't actually been able to dedicate much time to them because I've been yeah. moving so much. And I realized the the re I realized the push for slowing down was that I stopped enjoying my destinations. Oh yeah. I would get somewhere and it would just I would feel numb to it. Like okay where can I get something to eat? Like, how can I get outside? Right. And, and I realized that's not how I want to approach travel. That's not the mindset. And so I think part of that was burnout. Like I was moving too fast and trying to do too much. Um, and I respect travel too much to allow that to become my reality with it. And so that's a, a large reason I'm taking a breather. Um, another is it's, been about eight years <laughs> it's been yeah. about eight years of like backpacking um there were two years in university where I kind of sat and stayed put but the other two years I was on the move yeah. um and then yeah so so eight years and that feels like a, a large portion of my adult life actually all of it um yeah. so, <laughs> uh, I am curious to see what I can build next you know using these experiences letting them inform my decisions moving forward and then once I allow this deep rest what what I can scheme up next (laughs) okay sit make some good money chill and then what can you do when you're not in like scrappy mode all the time Mm -hmm. what can you do when you have more resources and that's kind of that's that's, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, that's your turning, Larger turning point, you know, like mm-hmm. a new growth of Katie. You know, mm-hmm. though, um, actually, I have also been experiencing something similar in a way to you. Um, because for the listeners, like I'm, I'm located in Vietnam. <laughs> and um, it took me a long time to get my visa sorted here. But now I finally got it sorted. And woo-woo, yeah, that's a whole woo-hoo. thing, you know. And my visa's for a long, long time. It's uh, for five years, actually. Wow, so, congratulations. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so I've been feeling actually similar a bit, not in the same way, but just with Katie of just, like, kind of taking things slower. 
Um, because after like the pandemic, uh, I was moving around so many places, uh, trying out so many things, exploring around in Southeast Asia. And I, I hit burnout for sure. And I was feeling guilty that I didn't want to go see all these new cities, go to all the other countries nearby, or, you know, just when I was missing out on opportunities for cheap flights, you know, a $30 flight or something to Indonesia or something like that, you know, I started feeling guilty for not doing those things and for wanting mm -hmm. to rest. And yeah, I mean, I've been feeling similar. So now that I've been like settled and I'm settling uh, at the moment in Vietnam, I just feel like I want to just explore here, you know, at the at this time right now. So I feel similar with you in that sense that I just want to grow myself. I've gained a lot of these experiences from <laughs> all these trips. I've just had a backpack as well and just been growing and I've been feeling similar as well with that. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I can, I can relate to that feeling of, oh my gosh, I should want to do that. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, wow. That, that flight was so cheap. I should go. Yeah. You know, after Chile, I, I am really looking for, I'm starting to learn the things that spark the passion for me. That tends to be like outdoor time or like when I can put my phone down or you know, mostly when I can put my phone down. Um, and, but I have, so I'm, I'm like going on a nice little backpacking trip soon, like a, a hiking backpacking trip. Um, and then I have more city time, city work time and it's in a new city and I'm excited, but I also don't care. And, mm -hmm. and that feels terrible. Right. That's like, oh gosh, no, I want to go to that city when I care. I want to go when I am stoked, when I have like a list of things I want to complete there and see and like honor and respect there. So I almost wonder if it is, yeah, I think it's a better move not to go when we don't feel inspired to do so, because in the end, we're going to not be bringing nice energy to the place. We're not going to yeah. be creating great memories if, if you don't have the wherewithal to to go. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm losing my words here. Sure. So. I mean, yeah, sometimes, you know, once you become burnout as like a full-time traveler, you know, you just feel maybe less curious about places. And so that kind of takes out, you know, like mm -hmm. why you started or, you know, if you're traveling for the adventures and things. And if you've kind of lost, you know, the passion or just the actual physical energy of it, it kind of takes out that ability to explore it like how you would normally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. been noticing I have, it as well. I have a friend I met in Mexico and he is also a digital nomad and he kind of bounces around. He has a job that allows him a lot of flexibility and freedom. He's not client facing. So he gets his work done on his own time. And in the time mm -hmm. that I knew him, he kept only book. We were at a co-living. He would book only for three days at a time. And then three more days and until it was three weeks because wow. he was like, oh, it just feels amazing to have a place that feels like home, like a place I can sit down for a while. But he but he felt guilty wanting to book for three weeks in a place. Right. Mm. He's like, oh, I, I, I can't do that. And now he's sent me a message recently that he found a rental for three months. And wow. I have never heard a digital nomad so <laughs> excited about being in a place for three months. He's like. I can, I can unpack my bag for the first time in two years. I'm so happy. 
oh my gosh, it feels like home. Come visit my home. You know, I'm staying here as long as I can. And and I think there is a point where um, we have to find home. But then I met other nomads who are like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm happy and I'm good. I can move. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you talk to a lot of nomads. Yeah. On this podcast. Have you have you had these conversations with them? What are people saying? Are they mm-hmm. are they moving around a lot? Are they in bouncing mode or do they kind of go through seasons of staying put and then moving? And what have you noticed? Yeah, really good question. What I've noticed actually though is um, it seems like, so people who are interested and are out there living the digital nomad life, you know, I would say what I've noticed is people kind of, they, you know, they have their phases at sometimes they want to explore, they want to bounce around, they want to, you know, just be in a place for a tiny bit of time, go there, go there, you know, other times, oh, I want to stay here for three months or something, you know, Mm -hmm. and it kind of just changes with the phases of, of life, really, because it's just life, you know, Um, you're doing your work, you're meeting people and living a nomadic type of life but yeah I would know I would say I've noticed that it just kind of comes in phases and so I think you know as a community on here for digital nomads who are going all over like just you know whatever your needs are like it's okay to accept them because if you're feeling you want to have a slow pace that's cool if you're feeling, you know, you want to adventure and just, you know, go on a bunch of backpacking trips in the mountains and trekking and cool freaking places, like, that's cool, too. Like, if you're just working <laughs> and building your business and, you know, you're staying put and being more settled, as they say, that's cool, too. Like, yeah, that's just what I've noticed. And I've also tried to... Uh, take other people's experiences and apply it for myself Mm -hmm. um you know and take it as a lesson as well that the phases of life whether I'm bouncing all around taking it slower settling more like all of it is fine yeah and it doesn't necessarily change what it is I'm doing yeah I like that I like that you're listening to folks stories and um you said applying it, right? You're, you're seeing, okay, what can I take from this? What, how can I learn from their experiences? Like we're always told, like, don't, don't make the same mistake twice. You know, there's no reason to make somebody else's mistake when you've already heard about how it went. <laughs> you know, Like, okay, they yeah. tried this, they didn't honor their, their needs. So what do mm-hmm. I, what if I tried to honor my needs? Okay. How does that work? All right. Right. Trial and error. Um, that's really nice. As full-time travelers, I think because of essentially just the facade of what social media puts out there as an image. Um, It can make people maybe feel as if they have these expectations to do things that are maybe Instagrammable or, you know, they have to check out, check off all these things that they did when they went there, or they feel maybe they're not living a luxurious enough digital nomad life possibly, you know? So, I feel that can possibly be part of why there's maybe this whole guilt um, when I've talked with people about feeling guilty for maybe slowing down as a 
like digital no matter. Absolutely. I think something else that's really helped me and is important to keep in mind when we look at all of the digital nomad, for lack of a better word, propaganda that's on social media, mm. um, is a lot of it is designed to make it look like a glorious life because a lot of it yeah. is paid content. It's yeah, UGC, it it's being, you know, and that's, that's great because that's how a lot of digital nomads are able to maintain their lifestyles. And I respect the heck out of it. And yeah. if I had interest in it, I would do it as well. Um, but a lot of it's paid for by the brands that want their hotel or car or a laptop setup or co-working or co-living or whatever it may be, airline, to look like the best thing you've ever done and easy and, you know, just fine and fun. And so when we see all this content uh, as nomads, something I have to do is remind myself that actually I am not the target market here. Like I may find a fun idea of a place to go from there, but usually yeah. that content is targeted toward folks that want to hop into the digital nomad life that maybe are not yet there yet. This is inspirational content for folks who have not yet experienced it because folks who have experienced it are able to look at it and see the reality behind it as well, right? And that and yeah. it's okay because we all live real lives. Once you start to actually follow these folks, you see, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you meet them, right? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're sleeping in a dorm. <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but like, all right, and then you have like your one night at the glorious hotel and you make six reels there and it's fantastic. and you just got paid a few thousand bucks for it. Rock on. But if you yeah. want to continue on, like, it, yeah, you got to take it in stride for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Actually, it, hard. that is so well put. You, you really <laughs> nailed that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of yeah. time on Instagram and my reels are just like only that and then like outdoors. And I'm just trying to fix my algorithm to just be the outdoors because I'm like, I can't sure, look. Sure at your little dress in Cappadocia anymore. Like it's gorgeous. Oh yeah. But I know that that's not real. Like stop, please. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, actually, you know what I've been realizing a lot um for myself. So I've recently been here in Vietnam and there like when you go on uh, any social medias and things and you look at the content about Vietnam, you're like, wow, so magical, like all the rice paddy fields and just like it looks perfect it looks absolutely perfect but the thing that I find so hilarious is actually like um <laughs> like Vietnam is an adventure every single day like so many random random things happen to me that like you just can't explain and it's just like so when you see these like stuff on social media you're just like yeah 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 um yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, they're getting paid for this because, uh, yeah, of course. But it's just like really funny, you know, like uh, my real life in Vietnam, it's just like it's life. It's not going to be the social media stuff like uh, it floods here. There's typhoons like, you know, like it's just nature, nature, actually. That's what it is like the nature here in Vietnam. It just like hits you in the face and it's like, yeah, it's really out there. So that's what I mean, like. Random things happen here all the time. It's like very tropical. It's all coastal. So it gets hit really hard with nature, mother earth. Totally. Or yeah. a good example I think is 
Um, so the point I spent the most time in when I was in Europe was Germany. That's kind of where I would yeah. return to a lot of the time. And I, I, I lived in two places. The first was up north near Hamburg. And the second was oh. really far east. Like real far east. Really far. Um, okay. Yeah. Lovely in the forest. Yes. But really far. Um, and when you look at digital nomad or folks who travel through Europe, when they go to Europe, they either go to Berlin, Hamburg, or Bavaria, right, Munich. And if they're doing nature, they're going to be in Bavaria. Um, and it's gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. But that's where you see all of the great castles. And you're yeah. right near the Alps. And it's beautiful. Not my reality. <laughs> right. Like, you're seeing, like, the Soviet bloc apartments because it's, like, East Germany. Sure. Um, you know, and, like, the folks who are staring at you, like, why don't you speak better German? You know, just, the, yeah. That's the joke is that the grandmas and grandpas, the omas and opas, will just stare sure. at you. And yeah. I have the privilege of being, like, I'm I'm a white woman. I, in Germany, you know, but I had a lot of friends who were from various countries and regions where they don't look German. And they actually received a lot of hate, uh, hate crimes against them, which is really disgusting, actually. Um and I still felt uncomfortable. And so I, I think taking it in stride is always important. And when you're picking a location, it's imperative to talk to folks who have been there or look up actual uh, firsthand accounts. Um, oh, even yeah. if you have to go seek them out. Uh, or else you may end up somewhere that you do not feel so safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so that's not the weather very, so much, but the people. That's me. very good, actually. You uh, brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, just very informative. Um, Cause me, like um, my experience is completely different than maybe possibly someone else in the US uh, because I've been really feeling comfortable here in Southeast Asia um, since I'm half Vietnamese, but I know other people have a completely different experience when they visit the various countries around here. But for me, I've been here for so long and I feel I'll be here because I feel so comfortable and even if I don't speak the language, like, I mean, that's obviously still a very real issue and a big barrier. But when it comes to, um, like, just general safety on the streets, I, I just blend in. So mm -hmm. it's really good, actually, that you brought that up, because it is important if you're going to go somewhere and stay somewhere. Um, yeah, to just do research and talk to people who have actually been there so you know the reality of what's going on in that country truthfully yeah yeah it's it doesn't feel like crazy advice but yeah but actually we're think... just so excited to jump in that we're like I saw it on Instagram it looks great I'm going right we're there let's go and and then you arrive and you're like oh I'm my life is still here with me there's a lot of other people's lives happening around me this is not a real right. <laughs> that I'm living in. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I I think it's actually often overlooked, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so still think it's good, yeah. Hmm. So um, do you have any uh, places you're going to be traveling to soon? Or how is it settling in Chile? Yeah, good question. So the current itinerary takes me through mid-May before I go into like super hibernation settle down mode um 
so I'm in Santiago right now and I'm here for about two weeks and I'm just working like a maniac because then I get to play. So right now I'm just like getting it all done. Um, and then some friends, some dear lovely friends from Berlin are going to come join me and we're going down to Patagonia and we're going to hike the O wow. circuit for two. I think it'll take us about a week, but with all the travel, um, together, it'll be about two weeks. Um, and my heart is just singing. I take most of my like vacation, which is funny to think of as a digital nomad, but you know, the time where you don't need your computer <laughs> um, <laughs> in hiking season. So all winter I've just been in grind mode and now I'm so happy that I, it's summer here. So I'm, I get to go hike again. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll do the O circuit and then we'll pop over to Argentina to Buenos Aires and spend about a week, five to six days there. And then I miss my Europe friends. I love them so much. So I'm going to fly uh, to Germany and just stay with friends for a while in different cities and getting to see them again um, before ending up in the Netherlands to work on a project. And then this project is a really cool through hiking project for folks who don't know through hiking is long distance trails. Uh, the most popular are in the U.S. right now, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, but a European one that a lot of people know is the Camino de Santiago, which I hiked in 2019. Um, but there are so many through hikes around the world. So this company, our goal is to spread awareness about them. And one of the through hikes that we are now being sponsored to go and hike is the Jordan Trail. So I'm really excited to go to Jordan at the end of April, early May, and hike a section of that. And then afterward, I will likely head to wherever home base ends up being, which I am sure. still working on. Um, so there's a lot of good coming. And I've learned that if I follow what feeds my soul, which is the nature, the trails, the mm. friendships, the community, then I'm good. If I start deviating from plan and start guilt going to cities, then I am not quite as happy. So I'm going to avoid city travel as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Cities, man, they're too much for me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there are some really cool things in cities. There are some cities I love. Like, I really enjoyed Mexico City. Santiago's really cool. Um, but I can't yeah. I can't do a long time. No, I got a week in sure. me usually, max. So, unless I'm there to, like, hunker down and get to work. Because usually it's just a lot cheaper to be in the cities, I found. Um, than like all the travel to get to somewhere remote and then finding it, you know, and setting up life oh, yeah. somewhere remote. It's so very true. for this, I'm like, all right, find a room somewhere, sit down, get it done, <laughs> and go to the cool places. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Those are all very, very yeah. exciting. I'm looking forward to see what that'll be like for you. Um, yeah, yeah. So are you working on any projects that you would like to share with people? Yeah, well, okay, so here's the thing. Like I said, I live out of my little backpack and I always have something going on, which means I always have many projects going on. So I just had a chance to tell you a little bit about through hiking, but I'm also creating my own project for digital nomads who are really nature focused. So for me, I know that if I'm going to go hang out in a place for a while I want it to have easy access to nature and I've actually found it quite difficult to find those regions that have nature access and strong wi-fi and a nice community of other digital nomads um 
because sometimes you arrive and you're like, oh, there's this cool thing kind of nearby. And then it's like a three hour bus ride. And you're like, oh, I can't trail run there. Oh, sure. or like, how do I get a mountain bike in this town? Or, you know, there are just so like, can you actually ski or is it like a bunny hill? Or, you know, there are just so many questions. Like, can you rent climbing gear? All questions. All yes, questions so many face. questions with that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm putting together a project for my sweet digital nomad community where it's going to be a database that shows you in a easy, gorgeous, filterable fashion uh, mm-hmm. where you want to go to get outside. So right now it's taking the form of a survey because I need to know these places and you know them. So uh, I'm hoping that if Liz is nice, she'll put the link to that in the show notes so people can help me make this awesome website for everyone. It'll be free to all users, of course. Um, my hope is that it'll function similar to a nomads list if you've ever used that. Oh, I but, hope, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a great tool. <laughs> um, but for the nature lovers. Yeah, to make it easy. And it doesn't need to be only for digital nomads. This can be for just vacationers or people who want to be in a place for just a while, slow travel in general. Um, so that's what I'm working on and I'm thrilled about and has really brought me a lot closer to the nature lovers in the digital nomad community, which I'm really grateful for. Oh, Thanks beautiful. for asking. Yeah, Katie. Oh, yeah, I'll put that in the link. Um, That is absolutely amazing. I, wow, that is such a beautiful project. And very useful for people who want to get out in nature. So I really love that you're working on that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been wow. a lot of fun. Yeah, wow. Awesome. So um, we're going to be wrapping up here. Um, so do you have any words of wisdom or something you would like to share to end it uh, with the wanderers? Mm, with the wanderers. I think, yeah. I think it's pretty simple. It's follow what feels good. You know, we spent a lot of time today talking about the inherent, like internalized need to see what other people are seeing or try and live your experience to somebody else's expectations. But follow what feels good. And then you're going to have a nice time. Then you're going to have an experience that is meaningful to you instead of one that looks good for Instagram. And maybe looking good for Instagram is what feels good. So no hate on that. That's really great. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, all of it feels good. My sweet yeah. wanderers. Thanks so much sweet, for having sweet me. Wanderers. Thanks so <laughs> much for coming on, Katie. It was also great to, you know, see what's up with you and your life. And yeah, so I'm really happy to share your story here on the podcast. It's awesome. Um, people can find me. I have two places that are pretty easy. My Instagram is at Thanks, pal, T-H-X-P-A-L. And then my website is adventurewingwoman.com. Adventurewingwoman.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, that's where you can find Katie. Um, and thank you so much for joining the podcast, Katie. That's the end of the podcast, everyone. And just a last word of wisdom here from your host, So it takes courage to be authentically you. And it takes courage to experience the world around us. Thanks so much for being a part of this community of wanderers. And thank you for being with us in this podcast episode and listening again to the Wanderers podcast. You can find me on all the social medias under Wandering with Liz um, and website is Wandering Worldwide with Liz. 
Again, I'm your host, and this is the Wanderers Abroad podcast. See you guys next week. Awesome. Thanks.